0: Hi there this is the seattle hockey mom podcast and i'm holly i'm coming to you live from seattle i'm doing this because i love creative projects and trying out new media platforms i'm talking on this podcast sharing my love of hockey and hoping to connect with other sports fans who want to improve their hockey iqs I said I would bring you results from the NWHL games this weekend, and here I am. It's Wednesday, and um, I have a chance to sit down. I worked the last two days, but I have a chance to sit down today and and look over what happened. Um, I'm a little disappointed when I go on to my YouTube subscription that I wasn't able to watch the game between uh, Connecticut um, Whale and the Metropolitan Riveters um, but anyways they did have the highlights from the 25th so let's see was that Sunday? Yes Sunday's game. Um, the Riveters won um, so on the highlights as I said before it doesn't sort of tally the score digitally so you kind of got to count the goals and, and um, I, I saw that there was a shootout um, I counted the goals that looked like it was 5-4 to four final for the Riveters I know the Riveters won for sure and um, the other footage that was there was an interview with Audra Richards, who's adorable. I love her. And um, she had a hat trick for the Riveters. And it appears, I want to, I think I heard them say that she also um, got a shootout goal, got the winning shootout goal. So did she have four goals? I don't know. At least a hat trick. Uh, Audra Richards of the Riveters. Um, so that's on YouTube. And then I scrolled around in Twitter. Um, Under the uh, Connecticut Whale and under um, NWHL And I wasn't able to find a link to any more footage I wanted to sit down and watch the game this morning But I wasn't able to find that So my takeaway, I think, is It's not reliable that you can go and watch the games after the fact I think if you want to be a fan um, It's good to be on your toes on the the weekends when the games are happening Um, to catch some of those live Um, but um, I will follow that for you as it develops and we will be fans we will make this happen it's awesome Uh, you should have seen some of these goals oh my god Um, just perfectly placed um, like sharpshooter technique hard shots impressive really watch the highlights anyways coming up Um, Already the NWHL is gearing up for their All-Star Game and Skills competition. Um, The Skills competition is February 9th, so imagine the All-Star Games right after that. Um, This is happening in Nashville, so wouldn't that be an amazing um, weekend away, a trip to Nashville? I've never been. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. It sounds so cool. Um, But could you imagine? I, I just love the combination of Nashville and hockey. I think that sounds like for entertainment and uh, I mean you could maybe take in some country music while you were there if that's your thing I think that would be really fun Um, tickets are already on sale for that all star game and uh, for the skills competition. So look for that on the NWHL um, website. It's nwhl.zone is how I get there. Anyways, I also uh, looked at the standings, and the Minnesota Whitecaps are still the dominant team. Remember, they're the new team this year. Oh, and I also have to apologize. I said a bonehead thing um, last time I talked about the NWHL. I think I talked about that this was their second season. But um, I believe... Their first season was 2015, so I was off by a couple years, um, and I don't know what happened there. Just whatever. I'm I'm like I said, I'm still figuring things out. Um, but Minnesota Whitecaps for sure. Um, first season, they have played six games and won six games. So they are the team to beat. Um, Boston Pride has played five games and has three wins. They're uh, tied with Buffalo Buttes, who have three wins also, but have played six games. Um, Metropolitan Riveters, not as strong of a season as last year. Um, eight games played with two wins, and Connecticut Whale um, with just one win under their belt. If these standings are up to date, five games played. Um, so, um I think it'll be interesting to see um, which players come out in the All-Star game. And there is fan voting for, for which players are going to come out in that. So, again, go to the website, the nwhl.zone, and um, vote for your favorite players. So this next piece I want to do with you here today is kind of a combination um, camp um, review and sort of a hockey mom pep talk um, about fearlessness. One kind of leads into the other. Well, basically, one got me thinking of the other. So last summer we um decided to we wanted to send our son to boston university for a camp so as you know i've talked about uh, in detail my daughter is, is just started this year at boston university so one of the reasons why she was excited about that school is because she's a huge hockey fan and because it is um um a place of sort of historical significance in in college hockey and and uh, we were all excited about that anyways so one of the first things we wanted to get on right away last summer was to have our son go and attend a camp there so we found a Pro ambitions camp there. Um, Pro ambitions of course, is a company that operates camps all over the United States and and probably globally. They're a really big operation. And so the Boston University location, I think, is uh, their most popular, if not one of their most popular. Anyway, so let me tell you about what we found there. So first thing we found is it was it was really expensive. Not to mention, remember, you got to pay for the flights and everything, of course. And and a parents gotta if you're coming from the West Coast from Seattle, parents gonna have to fly out there with them and probably stay there unless you're gonna fly back and forth. Anyways, um, to make the most out of it, since we were going anyways, we decided to add in the one v one private coaching. Um, so basically, there's a couple of options. You can do the regular package, or you can. Um, splurge and do like a vip package or you can go you know at the very um at the very most rigorous is the 1v1 where the, your kid is actually going to have a coach dedicated to them on the ice beside them the whole camp so we decided to go for the gusto and do that since we were going all that way um so the registration also included a, like a swag bag it included a video analysis like a skating breakdown. And um, altogether for that privilege, we paid $2,253, $254 um, plus flights and my husband's travel. So a big investment. And let me tell you right now, just when while you're gasping, we won't do it again. And I'll tell you why. Okay, first of all, the... It's awesome being on the Boston University campus, um, but this program's not really in any way integrated with uh, the hockey program there, so um, I believe there may have been a tour i wasn't the parent who went, but I believe there might have been a tour of the um, workout facility where the hockey team works out, but um, honestly, we kind of did that on our own when we took our daughter there to orientation anyways, the one v one coaching was. Outstanding. That part of it was outstanding. Um, The competition attracted the kids. There were good kids there. Um, It's it's not invitational. It's something anyone can pay and go to. So, um, you know, I I guess the level's probably like high average. Um, Of course, it's in a part of the country where you know there's a lot of dedicated kids. Um, There was a lot of frustrations with um, the. Um, orchestration of like the when you get there and you got the registration desk and stuff. Apparently, there were young people, not particularly attentive, not particularly customer service oriented. They kept getting, um, you know, running out of swag bags. Like, you know, uh, they 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 then promising they were going to get one and not getting it, and they didn't have this and they ran out of that, and it was kind of like a little bit, I don't know, kind of horseshit a lot of the times. So, um, sounds really good coming off the the sale, but in execution sort of left the parent feeling frustrated a fair bit and sort of waiting for things and having to re-mention things um let's see Uh, my son he didn't do you could have done the overnight or you could have done the day camp he did the day camp and he sort of said well you know the overnight camp there was a little bit more of like um, a collegiate vibe like the kids all um you know they stayed together they ate together and and there was sort of um that was a way to probably experience it in a little more depth um the one-on-one coaching was outstanding so my son what what happened when he was they were doing drills during the ice times is you know he'd never stand around if there was any standing around his private coach would take him to the side and work on something personally with him and and really pushed him very very hard throughout the week and there were noticeable improvements um this is something you could get at home with the private coaches that we have here in seattle if you were going to put the time in and you could save a lot of money so um you know, this guy that they met and worked with him was a really cool young hockey player um, and, you know, a wonderful friendship and relationship to have begun, but not something you couldn't do at home here. Anyways, um, the best takeaway was we received, you know, about a month afterwards, we received an evaluation, um, and this evaluation is incredible. It's it's um, personalized with one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs, very, very, excellent observations um, about our son's playing. I'm gonna give you some examples just because I wanna show you like how incredible of details you can get into. I'm gonna use a different name for my son because I just wanna kind of protect his privacy. Let's call him Jim. Uh, Jim was strong coming out of body contact most of the time, but at times Jim would forget about the second and third efforts. Jim's body contact development grew throughout the week. Jim became more comfortable when he was forced to use the body. At first, Jim's ability to initiate body contact was non-existent. Jim would always want to swipe the puck away from the attacker, and it worked maybe half the time. As the week progressed, Jim began to use his body to rub players out and take the puck away from them. Jim needs to play with more of an edge and a chip on his shoulder. When Jim plays aggressive and in your face, it's hard for his opponents to beat him. Jim should not be timid anymore to initiate contact with his opponents. So that's an example of, that's only, like, there was five sections to this. There was um, skating, puck control, body contact, that's whatever I do, body contact, mental skills, individual and team game skills, and then final comments on the player's week. And you know some of these paragraphs was twice as long as the one i read you and like very very accurate observations about how they played in the offensive zone how they you know their you know creativity um stick handling broken into 10 different um t- types of puck control from backhand pass send, backhand pass receive shot release backhand shot technique and they have a grade in each one of these things and in mental skills coachability confidence team oriented mental toughness com- competitive edge so um I was really impressed that this guy was um, able to break down for your kid, you know, stuff that you've thought, but I can't imagine articulating it and someone taking the time to type this all out and everything. Anyways, um, so I'm very grateful for that. The video analysis never happened. Well, that was partly my bad. Um, first of all, that whole thing happens with an outside company and you have to submit a video. Well, I didn't really have any. I hadn't really taken any video last year. I, I, had, I had recorded these broadcasts. So um, <clears throat> I had an interesting conversation with the guy because I sort of sent him the logins for my broadcasts and he was able to watch those. And it was more valuable in, in the sense that he learned a new app and then he sent me um, some um, information about some technology that I could check out too. So we had an exchange with respect to uh, fun ways to sort of um, get footage, but we never really got around to the um, the breakdown. Um, and I, I guess I kind of let that go. It was kind of lost in translation because I hadn't really um, done my part and uh, submitted the right type of video. Anyways, from this, I, I, I want to segue into this fearlessness pep talk because, you know, I looked at this gorgeous big report card that's you know so valuable and and particularly the part I read you know, and I was thinking about this aggressiveness and um in the body contact because my kid's just a peewee and of course next year's coming up bantams and body checking and and um it's going to be you know fearlessness is on my mind um I tend to be kind of a cautious person I mean other than doing this podcast but I'm I'm kind of cautious and so I was thinking to myself you know When you get something like this kind of write up about your kid, you can't really like, you know, they have to own it. I I don't want to spend the time. I'm not going to like helicopter parent and spend the time trying to reteach it and reinforce it. He had that moment with the coach. But as a hockey parent, as a sports parent, just as a parent, um, what I've learned over the years is to, Now know, my, can you hear my clock chiming? What time is it? It's nine o'clock. Nine chimes anyways, what I've learned over the years, instead of like using your voice and your lectures and your um, nagging is to lead by example. That's not a mystery. So I thought to myself, well, how can I challenge my own fearlessness in my life? And you know, that's good just for me, but also um, hopefully will rub off on my kids. I think it will. I think it's good anytime we're caught up in our own mental challenges or life challenges, because it, you know a lot of times we're projecting this stuff onto our kids particularly in hockey parents you see that so I always think to myself anytime I'm preoccupied with my own um, personal improvement um, it gives my kids some freedom to um, do their work on their own things without me hovering and also to um, feel good about you know the ways that I'm being positive you know anyways so with fearlessness I kind of I had an idea that I'm going to share with you and sort of ask you to join me. I'm going for fearlessness in 2019 is what I'm calling it. So I'm going to try in 2019 to um, challenge some of the fears that I hold. Um, For example, um, I made a list of things that freak me out. And I'm not going to like jump right into them. But I'm just going to kind of myself slowly and I know about this exposure therapy from because you know I'm a nutritionist by training and um so I know with food and kids and pickiness and just anyone who doesn't like something the way you deal with that is slow exposure like um you know putting the food on the table putting the food closer to the plate you know um small taste, just putting it on your tongue, um, smelling it. Anytime you're trying to incorporate something that's been previously rejected, the best way to do it is by this slow exposure. And, um, so I'm going to try that. For example, I'm really scared of fair rides. and, um, so this, even talking about it gets my heart rate up, but I think I'm going to like just try and stand beside them. I went with my niece and nephew, um, my nephew and nieces this last year, the PNE, the Pacific National Exhibition of Vancouver, and they took me, I pushed myself, I went on, oh my God, the wooden roller coaster there is so terrifying. I used to do it as a kid. I used to do all the rides as a kid. The fear, fearfulness is a new thing, um, but um, I went on it and it really feels like, you're going to fall out like it really really feels like you're going to fall out just the way the belt goes over you it barely keeps you and you feel like you have to hold on it's terrifying anyways um but so I'm gonna try I might drive a motorcycle this year I might shoot a gun. I'm really scared of guns. I've never touched a gun. I might even go to, I I don't know. I might drive a race car really fast. And these are all things I'm thinking about. Like I'm, I I scheduled one per month on my little list I made in my, in my uh, notes. And um, there's even an indoor skydiving place in Seattle. I might try. I'd never jump out of plane. My mom does that. My mom is fearless. Um, I might do the indoor skydiving, um, watching horror movies. I don't do that at all. I'm going to watch a horror movie. Um, I like Sharknado, by the way, but those aren't really scary. They're just funny. I like all the Sharknados. Um, Heights. um, My son added clowns into this, so we spent some time looking at clown pictures online. When did clowns become so terrifying? Like, back in the day, they were, I don't know. They were kind of uh, funny, party things. Um, Anyways, so I encourage you, make a list, and then, you know, just in 2019... Um, How about just expose yourself bit by bit to the things you're afraid of. And I think that this, this is what I'm planning to do. And, um, you know, starting in January, okay, January, I put war, okay, that's a big one to start with. But I just want to kind of read some stuff about, you know, nuclear war, like read, read more about the risk and read, read more about the reality. um, So that sometimes if you bring things close, close to you and face them there they they really lose their um their um power to hijack your mentality and slow you down um February guns March worms I hate worms I don't even know how I'm going to face that like I don't mind like the little fishing worms the garden ones but just like when I think about like the kind like dogs could get or something I just about die um anyways, my heart is already racing from all this. So this is my 2019. Oh, and as pertains to this podcast, I am going to pursue some of the interviews I've been wanting to do. And I will tell you the ones I've been wanting to do so that I will be accountable to you. And I hope to do these actually in the next month or two. Um, What I'm afraid of is that I'll bring this person on. And then I will um, like drop the call and like do a whole interview and it'll drop or something and then I won't have anything to account for it. Um, and I'll have to explain what happened that I you know, I couldn't do it technologically. Anyways, these are the three interviews I want to do in the next couple months for you. I want to, um, first of all, my friend, I told you about him before. He he works in global development at International Ice Hockey Federation, and he lives in Zurich. I want to, I have to clear with him first that he's able to do that. Like, how do they deal with media in his position? Like, I'm not sure if he can um, share his expertise um, without a paid engagement. So I'm not really sure what the boundaries of that are, but I want to ask him and look into that. Um, I want to... Um, interview my daughter's um, coach at Boston University at club hockey because I know that they're doing well and I know they're fighting for a playoff spot and I I want to cheer for that and you know it, it feels distant but I want to get the details from him as to um, which games are key which opponents are most um, threatening or challenging and um, and what the team needs to do to pull it off Okay, so that would be really scary to have that interview, but I want to. And then third, I there's guess what, one of the guys that was on the Miracle movie is now at some of our practices like when we have a skills night in our local organization and um I want to um track him down and ask him what brought him here and um what he's been up to. So Um, those are my fearless interviews I want to bring to you and move into some really excellent, exciting content on this podcast. And hopefully, technically, it would all work. So what about you? What are you going to challenge? I encourage you go and do it. Well, that's it for another short and sweet episode of the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. I'm keeping it super real and personal, so I think there isn't a more fun and accessible way to relax and learn about pro hockey, minor hockey, women's hockey, and life in Seattle, Washington. You can find me on Twitter at S-E-A, those are all capitalized, and then Hockey Mom, just spell it out with a capital H and capital M. And you can find me on Instagram at this is all lowercase stl underscore hky underscore mom thank you for joining me and bye until next time